Thank you for choosing Talks News, your only source into the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I'm your host, Tyler Civics. The date is April 7th, 2021, and we begin with the POA, which I missed yesterday, our last episode. I pledge allegiance to liberty and justice for all. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Steven Crowder is back after his ban from YouTube, and he comes in with a bang. And so we've got two segments to go over here. Uh, Purely left-wing reactionary stuff here going on. Uh, Nothing really substantial in the way of political empowerment. So, uh, yeah, that's just how vacant most of these segments are. Um, But, yeah, we have one video from Crowder called No Retreat, Exposing Media Matters Cancel... Uh, culture war whatever that means and then we have crowder recreates george floyd arrest uh let's you know mind the language there that he does not say murder so uh you know the conservative media sticking to the idea that george floyd was not killed by the police or an encounter with the police uh but he had died of whatever they can think of whether it's his toxicology report or uh whatever possibly whatever but we're gonna begin now uh with crowder's uh beef with media matters and media matters is a right-wing media watchdog that usually uh keeps an eye on certain segments and words that are being said by right-wing commentators and thought leaders and uh they had been one of the first to point out that steven crowder had an incredibly racist segment along with um uh fraud uh what what was it election fraud uh which you know that's why youtube brought down his channels because he was still perpetuating the election narrative of there's you know little cases of fraud so why can't we also assume that there's a wider spread of fraud so After getting through that ban, no longer being a partner of ad revenue from YouTube, Crowder comes back with these segments. Let's get right into it. So let's get into uh, Media Matters. This is something I know a lot of you people out there, you're younger and you may not be aware of them. They really sort of existed to try and destroy uh, cable news and AM radio for a long time. But now they've realized that, you know, cable isn't really that relevant. So they're trying to get their claws into big tech. And we know this. Quarter Black. They're not trying to get their claws into big tech. They go wherever media is and as uh internet commentary has become more popular um so too has the attention of media matters going towards the internet um media matters you know still does focus in on cable television as you can you can't see because my video I i no longer do videos for this um but uh I'm directly on the homepage, and the first thing that comes up is Sean Hannity and his Fox News colleagues leave Matt Gates for dead. So um, they're they're a media watchdog, like mainly viewing right wing media. But uh, uh, another story here is mainstream media run with right wing spin about Georgia's voter suppression law. Um, so uh, essentially, it was an attempt to hold uh, journalists accountable for the influence that they have. So uh, Crowder can say all that he wants of their true agenda, but I like the idea of holding influential people accountable for their influences. Garrett and yeah. Gerald and Dave is a little bit new to this. So yes. any questions now, you guys can feel, yeah, yeah, feel yeah. free to, to jump in. But let me explain to you who Media Matters is, okay? It's founded in 2004. 2000-
But you can also see the problem of having Crowder explain who Media Matters is. He has a conflict of interest in doing so. He wants to paint them as the villain in his heroic journey. So I haven't watched this entire video, but I'm sort of assuming that's what most people would do when they're going up against somebody they see as their opponent. And it says here he's doing no retreat. And he's accusing Media of Matters of engaging in culture war. So it, it sounds like he's about to describe his opposition. Why would he do that in a favorable light? For by a guy named David Brock. Okay? He was a former conservative turned radical leftist. And uh, he had the help of John Podesta's center for... Uh, yeah, that's funny. Is that like he says turned radical leftist, but in the article it says turned liberal. <laughs> and that's radical leftist these days. American progress. Okay. So Media Matters has an annual revenue of around $14 million with Brock for some reason paying himself a salary of $278,000 oh, annually. So generous. Worth every penny. Well, listen, it's that's less than what Crowder makes. Crowder makes $1.2 million a year, at least as far as his 2018 financial report goes. So a nonprofit. Ah. Not for David Brock. <laughs> now, I know, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. $14 million, that sounds like a lot. I like how he, like, says that like uh, Br David Brock is making a, like a profit off of $200,000 a year like that's a that's a pretty relatively middle income middle class like middle class income like that's funny that's really funny that he would paint that at, in that way especially since he gets paid more not a, not a lot if you look up my net worth online and you see these articles like Stephen written by someone in Bangladesh. Stephen yeah. has $14 net worth living in uh, Oceanside in, uh, in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worth $17 million. Oh, I, oh, There's actually wow. a thing Dave. that says that. Very nice. Yeah, I have no idea. Good for you. I have none of it. Well, I tell you what. I'm going <laughs> to donate your salary to a charity of your choice. Aww. Please do. I'm not familiar with the Indian article um, that he's alleging here, but I had seen, hmm, I don't remember who posted the article going into who Steven Crowder is, but it was an article from 2018 when he first uh, got banned for the first time. He's it's buying lunch. Two hundred and seventy-four thousand nonprofit dollars. <laughs> so I know what a lot of you out there are thinking. Well, fourteen million dollars. How is that possible when Media Matters only gets around nine hundred thousand views or reads? For example, the entire month of February. How do wow. they? That's not enough to generate that <laughs> revenue. Well, let's compare that to. What if they're like each one of those hundreds of thousands are donating two dollars? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like that is that is a lot of money, but like honestly, multiplied by twenty dollars each a viewer, that probably would get closer to that fourteen mark now, wouldn't it? Because if you got nine hundred thousand times twenty, that's twenty dollars per view. You got eighteen million dollars. It's not really that hard with that many views, Crowder. So you know, some people may be giving less than twenty dollars. Somebody, some people may be giving way more than twenty dollars. So um, I don't know why he thought that would be sound math for him to give to his listeners and viewers. Breitbart, forty-six million Ooh. a month. Vox, even what? twenty-four million a month, and they're losing the money. Daily Mail, three hundred million a month. Oh wow. The Blaze, twelve, uh, twelve million a month. Twelve and a half million a month. That's all you man. <laughs> It's true. Sure. Say, yeah. What was that? What was that? Did you really oh, say? Oh, I'm no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. in front of there. Uh, and that, yeah, I mean, and you don't like to talk about no. our traffic, but I, I, I ran some numbers. I mean, we're at like 54.1 million. What? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. 
If you just count the views oh, and, the, and then look, those views, that could all go away tomorrow. The best thing you can do is just check in daily and you all know where to find us now. Lot of credit. Hmm. That's pretty crazy is that Crowder's channel actually earns $2 million less than Media Matters as far as revenue goes. And yet they have way more viewership. Like they have 50, what was that? 54 million? One million. What? I can't see it all the way because of the way they did it really tiny uh 30 million views on youtube and then crowder bits not, not the louder with crowder channel has the louder with crowder channel has about 30 million and his crowder bits has about 21 million which i don't know why you would actually assume those are separate views from the 30 million like some of those have to be cross traffic this is i, I actually don't even know 100 percent of the point here because even so with their less revenue two million dollars less in revenue they actually pay crowder more money than the uh ceo of media matters what yeah that's what i'm saying if you just count the views oh, and, the, and then look, those views, that could all go away tomorrow. The best thing you can do is just check in daily and you all know where to find us now, loudofcutter.com. Anytime the stream is not available uh, and you're not a Mug member yet, just go to loudofcutter.com slash live, right? Yep. You'll be able to follow us. Just yep. bookmark us because notifications and subscriptions won't reach you. That makes me generally curious too, is that if you go to Louder with Crowder, um, I have no idea for 100% sure. Um, but if you go to Louder with Crowder's website, do you have to be a, mu a Mug Club member in order to see the live streams from there? Um, let me see. Do 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 do. Screw YouTube. Watch Louder Crowder live here. All right. What the tired of the left? Of course you are. Sign up for my newsletter. <laughs> I've never been to his website. Uh, okay, so I click screw YouTube, watch live, um, screw big tech. You can go to there, go click that, uh, the live stream. So it does, big tech finally made a move battles here. It's time to fight like hell. Miss today's live show. So I guess you can watch it live on the channel as it's happening for free, but you can go through their entire, uh, you know, videography if you're a mug club member so okay i was just wondering of whether or not you actually had to pay to just view the live stream off the website but you don't so but it's way more than media matters about 55 times the amount you could say now keep in mind we're privately funded we're not a for-profit we basically have uh only a handful of people on staff and we have far more traffic than these idiots and we're funded, and unlike, uh, unlike Al Jazeera, we're not funded by a foreign caliphate. We're funded by hand-etched mugs. <laughs> Insurance. They're pretty good mugs, I didn't even though. know Vox was still a thing. Uh, not 100% sure of everyone who funds Steven Crowder. Um, I know that Glenn Beck's Blaze TV um, does a lot of it. So while at the same time Crowder does sell merch, I can't say that he does it uh, entirely without... Um, you know, I, I can't say he does it entirely without a, a profit when selling products. I'm not sure if all of that goes back into it. Um, let's see. There, uh, CRTV LLC, which operated the Conservative Review, was an online subscription network. Um, hmm. 
so they're yeah they're they're blaze tv was purchased by crtv llc which is conservative review television so again to figure that out you would have to find out um who funds conservative review television so um co-founder Uh, there's a lot of shows on here as well. There's a lot of shows on Blaze TV. So, um, yeah, I'm sure their financials are a little bit harder for an individual like me to find. Hmm. Uh, do, 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 do. They're based in New York, New York. It is a private company, so it is not a non-profit. It's a private company. Um, so I don't know why Crowder's claiming they're a 501c. Yep, company type uh, for-profit. This is coming from Crunchbase, so that's cool. Um, let's see, do, 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 do. Uh, founded in 2010, founded by Glenn Beck, uh, for-profit company, there's a phone number, financials, uh, let's see, total funding amount, they get $6.4 million in funding, and they had claimed that they made $12 million, you know, in revenue, so that, that, wow, so, you know, six million of that dollars is actually coming from Mug Club members and all the memberships and merchandise that they sell, so, um, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yep, so, you know, I, I just really, I would have to sign up for Pro to get, um, more information on this, but it's very interesting to me how much Crowder is already lying so, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. We're not getting the clear-cut story from Crowder, so that's that's all I wanted to acknowledge. Um, I wish I could have got a little bit more information from Crunchbase, but I would have to purchase their services. Thing? Yeah, it's still a thing not for now. Jeez, who, they co-produce shows with YouTube, so who's that's watching? Nice. Yeah, <laughs> no incestuous <laughs> relationships with Flipper grandkids here. Mm -mm. Um. And that's because media matters, to be clear. Despite the, you know, they're masquerading to many as a website. It's no, it's not. That's a lie. That's a, that's, that's the Korea, the North Korean front villages, the Blazing Saddles town. They're a not-for-profit entity. So let me show you. They're registered with the IRS under the guise of being a nonpartisan nonprofit 501c3 charitable institution. Right. Really? Nonpartisan. I think you need to bring that up there, uh, Tokeno, in here. Wake Is up, brother. Is anything oh, more charitable than trying to ruin someone's life? Right. Well, that's their express <laughs> purpose. That's their express purpose is to remove content, yeah. right? Yeah. As it, because they're charitable. Not all heroes wear capes. No. So Brock himself. And again, it may or may not be part of removing content, but I think for the most part, the mission is to hold uh, thought leaders and commentators accountable. That's, I feel like that is actually the sole mission to it. Um, so, 
Yesterday, they produced an article on YouTube, Stephen Crowder spreads debunked anti-Semitic conspiracy theory about George Soros. Pretty pretty important information, to be perfectly honest, because that's the sort of dog whistle that speaks directly to neo-Nazis. He actually has an army of these nonprofits, okay, yeah. including there's seven total nonprofits, three super PACs, one 527 committee, which I had to kind of look up, and then one at LLC. There's one joint fundraising committee, and then there's one unregistered solicitor. And these, these entities, they often all work together. Same roof. They share office spaces, resources. Some of them even use the same telephone. And I know what you're thinking. You, you have a landline? They do. <laughs> They're that far behind. <laughs> So you might go, well, 14 million doesn't seem like that much. But let's look at some of these other institutions that are uh, connected with Brock and Media Matters. And then I'm going to get into how this affects you, but you need to know how much money there is involved. You need to know how much power there is. That's that's what's really fascinating to me is that he's going to focus in on uh, how Media Matters affects the individual when when in reality they have a bigger effect on Steven Crowder and his his kind of commentating than it does on the actual individuals. The only effect stemming from Media Matters doing something that would trickle down into the consumer would be the fact that they would have to find other ways uh, or, you know, they would be aware of the things uh, Crowder says in a different context that isn't necessarily steeped in his own bias. Um, but also if they're successful with, you know, if the, if they're truly trying to get content removed and that does end up happening, that is one effect that can happen is that that person will no longer have access to Steven Crowder's uh, motor mouth. But the thing is, is that with Crowder having his own website, also Blaze TV having its own access point for all of its shows and all of that, he just wouldn't be allowed on YouTube because ultimately the only reason why his content would be pulled is because it breaks platform terms and services. So terms of services. And then understand who YouTube uses as their sources for independent fact checkers, which, by the way, is all obfuscated. We know Southern Poverty Law Center is in there, and I'll get some quotes here to show you that it seems like Media Matters is in there. And even if you're a liberal, you tell me if that's a good thing. And certainly if it's nonpartisan. Mm -hmm. I remember at churches, right, they're 501c3s because they're not allowed to speak out politically. Right, yeah. And I remember one pastor saying he had to be careful speaking out about abortion because that's a political issue. Yeah, but Media Matters is a 501 nonprofit C3. Yeah. So let's look at some of these other entities. American Bridge, 21st Century. This is a, a Democrat-aligned super PAC. They spent more than 50 million on ads what? opposing President Donald Trump in the 2020 election. Yeah, wow. these are just some of the other ones under David Brock, founder of the Feast. American uh, Democracy Legal Fund, an organization that battles Republicans in court. Less than a year of operation, they filed 15 complaints against Republicans, conservative groups. There's the Correct the Record Super PAC, who created the Trump Leaks campaign, offering financial yeah. rewards to people who provided them with videos of Trump acting in a non-presidential manner. I don't know how much money they spent on it, but you know what? Just tune in to a press conference. Yeah. Let's say you don't need to pay for that. That's already out there. According to Time Magazine, Hillary Clinton called Brock after the election, suggested that he find top-notch litigators to do pro bono work mm. against Donald Trump. Well, because it's nonprofit, it's pro bono. Uh, he also spent, by the way, Brock. Well, I need to see that uh, phrasing there again. Among those who have advised him on the plan is Hillary Clinton, who suggested to Barack uh, in a phone call after the election that he should sign up some top-notch litigators who would do pro bono work against him. That comes from the Times. 
mm. against Donald Trump. Well, because it's nonprofit. It's pro bono. Uh, he also spent, by the way, Brock, founder of the feast, two hundred thousand dollars on uh, uh, unsuccessful efforts to bring forward accusations of sexual misconduct against Trump before election Aww. day. Now, here's the thing, too: they they fund all of these things, right? These are all these are all sort of this incestuous, right? Yeah. If you would have a, a what do you call those graphs where little things go out, little circles? I don't know. What's that graph called? You're looking at the wrong person. Okay. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that the conservatives have the same kind of super PACs, and I'm sure they have the same kind of resources to try and dig up dirt on Democratic candidates. So I, you know, while this may seem like an overtly liberal problem, I don't think it's just that. Diorama. Is it a diorama? Diorama. diorama Like I had before the second stream. (laughs) Like, and I guess my proof of that is is that you have all these right-wing conservative talking heads. You've got Ben Shapiro, Tucker Carlson, everybody on Fox News, everybody on Daily Wire, everybody on Blaze, who they have multiple people on. You know, So there's just as strong of a conservative apparatus of propaganda and indoctrination as there is for the liberal media. <laughs> Isn't that the thing you make where it's got dinosaurs? Oh. Yeah, but you, you're yeah, a volcano a baking soda and lemon. Oh, I, I thought know. that was... I, I failed it. Here's the thing. Here's what's also scary. They've taken in a lot of money from big Democrat hitters. In August 2007, Hillary Clinton bragged about helping to found Media Matters. But as LeVar Burton says, you don't have to take my word for it. And a lot of the new uh, progressive infrastructure uh, institutions that I helped to start and support, like Media Matters and Center for American Progress. To be clear, that was just to pay off the interns Bill met with privately in conference room C. There's got to be a way. Hyatt Ballroom, get your shit together. They also he can took fill out a suit. He can- Making a joke of the matter because you know Crowder remembers. Oh yeah, this is kind of a comedy show, and I want to be a comedian. Um, but like that's you know um, I'm not a big fan of Hillary Clinton or any establishment Democrat, but to just you know not like anything that somebody does simply because of who they are isn't an actual reasonable position to take. And like I've said, I do believe that um, influencers and people who comment on the news should be held accountable for their uh, for their influence. So if it's somehow started or at least assisted along the way by Hillary Clinton, I'm not going to immediately reject the idea simply because it has support from Hillary Clinton. Um, I, I, I honestly would do the same even if it was Mitt Romney or whoever would come from the, 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 the right. It's usually the intention that is more and motivation that is more important than the actual individual. Can he can fill out a suit and an intern? Oh, she. Never mind. They well, irrelevant joke. One million dollars from George Soros, who you know, who was uh, you know the person who he didn't exist. No. Well, no, he was the person who you know uh, uh, to get out uh, allegedly, allegedly would tell the Nazis you know where the Jews were. Allegedly. 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 Third row. But this all made see, and that's that's like a reference into the show that he literally. Did the day before on the April 6th edition of Louder with Crowder, host Steven Crowder spread a false anti-Semitic conspiracy theory alleging that George Soros collaborated with the Nazis. This was Crowder's first episode on YouTube after being temporarily suspended from the platform. The lie that Soros collaborated with the Nazis is widespread in right wing media. So again, like George Soros is in the same way that like Hillary Clinton is used as a archetype to say how corrupt the establishment Democrats are. Um, George Soros is used in the same way, but for Jews. So, um, yeah, that's this is what we this is what we're working with in a lot of conservative media.
can just be a thank you, by the way, to Soros, because the Bonner Group also raised money for a bunch of Soros-backed organizations, such as the Center for American Progress, the American Foundation for Equal Rights. So here is the point that I'm making that you need to understand. Media matters, and Dave, you're probably a good example of people who are watching. They're yeah. made up of elites with the sole purpose of removing all conservative thought from media and the internet. That's their only goal. It's in their charter. But who- That's a wide assumption to make, but that really only fits in the times that we're living in where like Piers Morgan is fired from his show or where Tucker Carlson has to face uh, backlash for saying that, you know, women make our military weak. So um, yeah, yet again, it's I, I feel like, you know, accountability can lead to consequences. But I think the most important part is accountability, which Steven Crowder is conflating into the idea of a 1984 like censorship. And it's not quite there. And, and again, by always painting the liberals as the only elitists out there looking to, um, you know, control the narrative or control uh america is pretty wild because there are just as powerful uh conservative ngos as there are um left liberal you know so it's it's we're we're, we're really only getting half of the story here and it's built on the same thing that conservative media always does which is take an anti-liberal stance that's pretty much it Here's the thing. A lot of people say, oh, right, left. Who cares, right? If they're just these fringe leftist extremists who nobody reads, why does it matter? And this is where the pivotal difference between the elites in power and you, the unsuspecting American public, comes into play. This is where the deck is stacked against you if you happen to disagree with the dogma of the companies who control 90 plus percent of the flow of information. Because before getting their claws into big tech, Media Matters, they've been working with the elites in mainstream media for years. Now, I know you've heard me say it. Let me just read you from their mission saying to work daily to notify activists journalists pundits and the general public about instances of misinformation overlay esther token on uh providing them with the resources to rebut false claims and to take direct action against offending media institutions so again false claims can be jokes or opinions they don't like. Right. I was about to say, who defines what a false claim is? Come on. What, show me some of the Democrat Rock and Soros. taken down. Well, you see, the thing is, is that like opinions, you know, are easily falsifiable. Like they're they're not objective truths. That's why they're called opinions. So if you're going to say, well, my opinion uh, can't be wrong. Well, you know, that also says in the same way that opinions can't be right either you know, in, in, in certain circumstances. So y- you can get mad at people saying that your opinion is wrong, but that's the thing is that an opinion can be wrong, Crowder. It really can be. So um, if you're putting out an opinion that says, oh, I don't know how liberals are stealing the election from conservatives, but that's just my opinion, it's contributing to a real life narrative that led to the Capital Six riot. So there may be real life consequences to opinions that news commentators and thought leaders share to their followers and listeners. Um, And I I, I always get so confused when they do this. It's like, it's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. I I can't share my opinion. And it's like, is it contributing to a harmful narrative? If it is, reconsider your opinion. Well, (laughs) no. 
Listen, Sor- Soros does not exist. That's a name that that person doesn't have any part in politics. Come well, on, it you makes it a mockery at times just saying his name. So it's really kind of funny that he's actually involved. <laughs> yes. yeah. Hey, if if you guys want me to really? play, I we actually have a clip of him talking about those days, the happiest days of his life. Really? Oh, if the you George play. Soros. Yeah, and also so allegedly, also, allegedly. Yeah. you got it right now. Okay. So here's a clip because I said allegedly. It's, it's like eight seconds. Oh, it's like eight seconds. Oh, okay, oh. let's play the clip really quick. This is George Soros talking about the happiest days of his life, where he was going. There's a Udin. Here we go. He was actually probably the happiest year of my life that year of German occupation for me it was a very positive experience it's a, a strange thing you know, because you see in- jeez that was a weird cut that was taken out of so much context it doesn't get to explain why he had a learning experience underneath the Nazi regime which could have been an enlightening moment into human depravity like honestly like the the, the whole tribalism that went into Nazism could be an extraordinary learning experience for anybody who was actually willing to learn and not necessarily in the way that you, you know, want to learn from the Nazis to use their methods later on but to actually avoid it because they they have something you know understand and learn history lest you want to repeat it so um let's let's you know get full context speeches otherwise you're still perpetuating the conspiracy theory that media matters actually called you out on yesterday so like still pushing the same anti-semitic narrative that has been going through the neo-nazis and the right-wingers for a long time and just still doing it just awesome so here's something too jeff reynolds again talking about media this was back when media matters their goal was with traditional media jeff reynolds wrote in his book behind the curtain the media matters team proactively uh they contacted journalists presenting themselves as nonpartisan nonprofit, offering to help them avoid their pro-conservative bias and the relationships that they would build uh helped ensure that the stories they wanted to push were being propagated and by the way the new york so he put an article up for that but he didn't actually read it so i'm gonna look at it um let me zoom in here Let me get a little zoom. The issue is much more widely covered in conservative media and often presented with a heavy dose of sarcasm. According to a review of social media uh, content conducted for the New York Times by Media Matters, a left-leaning watchdog. So I I don't know where he got this whole nonpartisan thing when it was uh, pretty clear in this New York Times article. Uh, Seven of the ten most popular stories about the proposed laws targeting transgender people so far this year were from the Daily Wire. See, holding people accountable for the type of narratives that they're pursuing. Daily Wire pursues anti-transgender narratives. Media Matters brings that to light for those who are unaware of that situation. Um, Two others were from Fox News. and uh, So combined, the articles were read, shared, and commented six million times. So those anti-transgender stories were shared about six million times between Fox News and Daily Wire, which is important information for a public that seemingly loves to participate in the marketplace of ideas. Like, you should know where these ideas are coming from and who's perpetuating them. Profit, offering to help them avoid their pro-conservative bias and the relationships that they would build uh, helped ensure that the stories they wanted to push were being propagated. And by the way, the New York Times 
started outsourcing to Media Matters. What? Here, it says, according to a review of social media content conducted for the New York Times by Media Matters, self-leading watchdog, even of the 10 most popular stories about the proposed law targeting transgender people so far this year from Daily Wire. So they're using Media Matters as though it's a legitimate resource. Uh, Unbelievable. That's odd. It's almost as if they want to get away with something. It's, it's, Hold on. Did yeah. they say conservative bias? I'm sorry. I, I almost <laughs> thought that they said that the media has a conservative bias. No, no, no They <laughs> want to make sure that there isn't any conservative bias. Yeah, they want to stamp that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So, That's already taken no, care they, of. Yeah, well, not enough. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean it's already taken care of? There's tons of channels everywhere, and yet again, I, I, I've i said it so many times, there's studies on it that Facebook is the place for conservative media. And then you've got Parler, focused on conservative media. 8chan lets you to go even further right. You can find pockets of conservative thought, media, and discussion on Reddit. So again, this victimhood mentality that they are creating is completely manufactured in only the segments that they use them for. It's very wild to me that they are able to perpetuate this while their listeners and their viewers are literally sitting in echo chambers of people repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again. Well, it's not completely gone. <laughs> it needs to be it's eradicated. Not, it needs to be eradicated. It needs to be eradicated, said Soros. It must be gone. No, there's too much. <laughs> there's not enough. Nine, nine, nine. You're in the closet. Awesome, Greatest time I, of my life. I, yeah, I have a better clip of Soros. Oh, okay. All right. Let's watch Soros because then we're going to get to what matters most. They transition from media to big tech. Like, honestly, how much they're focusing in on Soros in this segment is just unbelievable. And it affects all of you. A lot of times you're going, why did that get banned? Because of institutions like Media Matters and the fact that they're listened to by Facebook, Google, and YouTube. Mm. These people have the ear of everyone who controls what you can and cannot say. I'm sorry, I know it's a little bit of a different different tone today. I just want to make sure that everyone here understands, if this continues, why we're not here. What cancel culture is. So big tech. This is where we are with an institution like Media Matters. Now the elite influence has extended to all of big tech behind the scenes. So Media Matters founder David Brock, he's even bragged about having access to raw data for Facebook, Twitter, other social media platforms. You know the stuff that's all uh, proprietary when we say, hey, can we find out what's happening? No, he has all of the access. There was a leaked 2020 Media Matters plan, which may sound confusing. It was a four-year plan published in 2016 that outlined their collaboration with big tech companies to advise them on their algorithms. And again, I was hoping he was going to read that, and that's why I let him speak, but I'm going to have to read it to you. So the headline is collaborating with social media platforms. Outlets that push fake news are completely dependent on Facebook to spread their lies and ad networks like Google to fund them. Media Matters has a unique insight to help fix problems in this part of the media landscape. After Facebook responded to our campaign by acknowledging the problem of fake news and agreeing to do something about it, we began a dialogue. It became clear from these conversations that Facebook needed our help in fully understanding the problem and identifying concrete solutions. And it was pretty obvious because, like, even from Facebook's testimony, like the three testimonies that they've brought forward, is that they do not know what to do about their fake news. And, uh, man, I can't even remember, but I thought there was an article, but there, it, it's still very, it, it, like, it's, it's, still very much in Facebook's interest to not police fake news very much because they get a lot of engagement from it. 
Um, so further, it also became clear that we had information and insight that they didn't have that was helpful in educating them on their full scope of the problem. For example, Media Matters had a detailed map of the constellation of right-wing Facebook pages that had been the biggest purveyors of fake news, as well as insight into the food chain of fake news and how it was moving through the Facebook ecosystem. The fact in like also that is part of the article I read yesterday or the last episode um, from uh, the tech website that was focusing in on how Facebook is very poorly uh, managing their militia groups and their communities. They're, they, even so much so that Facebook is generating militia groups that are leading them to actual militia groups. Um, and so, you know, it is a huge problem with Facebook. But here I am not actually seeing anything that says that Media Matters has access to raw data from Facebook. It is merely drawing connections in the same way that Charlie from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia has his board with the with the yarn connecting dots. Like that's all that is. And you can do that by going through and spending hours upon days upon weeks upon months of drawing connections and lines between all these right-wing Facebook pages, which Facebook will continue to recommend to you every time you like one. You like a page and it will give you more options of other pages to like because it increases their engagement on the website. So there's no accusation here of them having raw data literally the only connections that they have is the detailed map of the right-wing facebook pages and the biggest purveyors of fake news as well as the insight into the food chain of fake news where does it start where does it go who does it feed so again media matters sounds like it's actually providing something that you know, if you're if you if you're not steeped in right wingism so much so that you don't want people keeping an eye on your uh, political agenda and the information that you're spreading, um, then it, it it has an actual use to you to provide you information of the other side of the aisle that may not be right wing based bias, but at least gives you a perspective, and it's open to that it was founded by a liberal and that it works with Democrats and it works with a uh, liberal packs for funding so their bias is actually pretty straightforward but the thing is is that they never have a commentator to come in and narrate passages they actually display them and give you the clips from the shows directly so you can find a transcript along with the clip crowder put up this from media matters website did not read the entire piece that he is presenting to us and proceeds to tell us what it says. Like, it is so obvious. I'm going to read the last sentence here, and I'm going to allow Crowder to finish. But it says, similarly, after Google revised their terms of service in order to prohibit so-called fake news sites from using their advertising network, it was Media Matters that had the information necessary to identify 40 of the worst fake news sites to which this policy applied. So they are truly concerned about fake news. Now, you could say that maybe they'll, you know, they'll get power hungry and use it against conservatives as a bludgeon and, you know, cause wrongful censorships. But the thing is that there's accountability on top of that as well, because anybody, literally anybody can watch Media Matters the same way that Media Matters watches them.
which may sound confusing, it was a four-year plan published in 2016 that outlined their collaboration with big tech companies to advise them on their algorithms. So all the while, we're sitting here going, like, it seems like something is going on with the algorithms. You can take your pick, whether it's Daily Wire, whether it's Blaze, whether it's Hushwins, whether it's uh, Candace Owens, whether it's us being told that Facebook is going to remove us, whether it's YouTube saying you can't talk about COVID, you can't talk about elections. And also, since I've been watching a lot more right-wing stuff on my uh, YouTube, I get a ton of recommendations of right-wing stuff, whether it's Candace's new show, uh, the various people on Daily Wire, the, the, the Steven Crowder, his Crowder bits. I get uh, small channels like Newsmax. I get uh, Unite America First. I get all kinds of channels all the time f- recommended straight to my homepage. We're all sitting here wondering, why is this happening? And then when you understand the significance is not that Media Matters is some website with 600,000 or 900,000 readers who no one cares about. It's the money and the influence because they go to the right cocktail parties. This is from the leaked manifesto. It says, it became clear that Facebook needed our help in fully understanding the problem and identifying concrete solutions. Further, it also became clear that we had information and insight that they didn't have. Well, lucky Facebook. They read one piece one piece of that entire paragraph. Media Matters had a detailed map of the constellation of right-wing Facebook pages that had been the biggest purveyors of fake news. Keep in mind, remember the New York Times also had that story where uh, Philip DeFranco was in there. And that that guy's a liberal dick. (laughs) Then it said, so, oh, just Facebook, but could have anything to do with YouTube. Similarly, after Google revised their terms of service, those are familiar terms to us, in order to prohibit so-called fake news sites from using their advertising network, it was Media Matters that had the information necessary to identify 40 of the worst fake news sites to which this policy uh, applies. And here's the thing. You'll just say, well, fake news. Okay. First off, that's pretty tough to identify but it gets way yeah but who did it come from crowder who did that phrase come from and who were you okay with using that against (laughs) now it's a vague term (laughs) worse than that because these are the purveyors facebook google they're listening to media matters they're listening to media matters they're considered an authority right and there needs to be some accountability. They're considered an authority on being a purveyor of what is uh, what constitutes fake news but if they can't find something fake or offensive enough to warrant a banning from big tech platforms altogether, they'll just lie. Media Matters has no problem just flat out lying. And here's what happens. They're in the good graces, Google, YouTube, Facebook. They say, hey, you know what? We trust these guys. They're fact checkers. Everything they tell us must be accurate. And then Media Matters says, here you go, fake news. Look at what this person is spreading. And it's a lie and there's no recourse. Proof? See their most recent accusation that I was a part of and covering for the absurd QAnon conspiracy. QAnon conspiracy. Look, it says Crowder gave cover for QAnon with his condemnation of Lil Nas's ex's music video. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> they said, they, and they, here's my quote though. What? I said, when people talk about this sort of, they'll say pedophile cabal, which I don't think it's people of any children, sex slaves in the home basement. What I do think is it's an inherently immoral people, meaning Lil Nas, yeah. sucking the devil's d- 
<laughs> not age restricted. I said an inherently so immoral free. people who have rebelled against God's will, God's commandments, God's decency is what I said. I was talking about this gay rapper, uh, you know, yeah. giving a lap dance, being penetrated by ball. And I said, hey, this video where he's grinding Satan, I even said, I don't even think he's a Satanist. I think he's just trying to get no. a rise out of people. But the point is, when this is deemed unacceptable, and that is permissible, the Satan video, and it's considered child-friendly, that's a problem. But because I said Satan. I don't know who considers Lil Nas X's video to be outright child-friendly. Um, Crowder losing a bit of shit there. Uh, I bet I could try to find that article. Um, the thing is, though, is that it is a dog whistle to, um, it's even more bigoted. Um, let's see here. Do -do -do -do. Nope. Steven Crowder is still like, that is a dog whistle to the QAnon movement who believes that Democrats are demons who suck the blood of children. So like, you could say that you didn't say anything outright to the QAnon community, but a lot of the conspiracy theories really do work off of innuendos and assumptions, not necessarily outright truths. And that mostly becomes from the idea that they're the ones fighting against the greatest machine, uh, the, the you know, the machine. So, um, you, you know, Crowder can say that, but I can't find this specific one. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, they don't have a search bar. Let's see. My dog was barking a little bit. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I actually can't find Crowder's QAnon thing. Uh, he did put that out. But they're even holding YouTube accountable here. It says, despite cracking down on QAnon, YouTube continues to profit from content supporting the conspiracy theory. So, you know... Even, you know, calling out YouTube for still allowing channels to push forward that that conspiracy theory. Um, so YouTube's not necessarily safe from Media Matters' own criticism. Uh, but I can't find that specific article tying in Crowder with the words that he had said in Little Nas X. But I can understand the dog whistle. I even had the same issue when Tim Pool was saying, like, I don't support the QAnon conspiracy theory but behind one of his commentators was a picture of joe biden in monstrous form going to eat a child which is a part of the q non conspiracy theory so um you know subtlety subtlety is the new um method for the right wing because I referred to God, can't do that. QAnon, wrote, uh, sorry, Media Matters wrote about this, and no doubt we know. I want, I want to see if I can read that segment for myself real quick that he had said. There we go. All right. Crowder gave cover of QAnon with his condemnation of Little Nas X's music video. When people talk about this sort of, they'll say pedophile cabal, which I don't think it's people who have any children, sex slaves in some basement. What I do think is it's an inherently moral people who have rebelled against God's will, God's, God's decency. So he's not even... Uh, you know, he's not even saying that QAnon's wrong. He's like, it's not that I believe that there's, you know, they're underneath a pizza house in a basement. I just think that these people are inherently immoral people who have rebelled against God, which is like also a pretty big piece of QAnon. Like, you know, uh, 
uh, D- D- Donald Trump was sent by God to uh, rid the world of pedophiles and uh, those who have rebelled against God. That was pretty much a part of the QAnon conspiracy theory. So he doesn't necessarily believe in, you know, he's not saying the children's sex slaves part is true, but he does think that there's a rebelling against God and God's will. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not directly him saying I'm, I love QAnon, but it's definitely him being like, there's some validity in what they're saying. Moral people who have rebelled against God's will, God's commandments, God's decency is what I said. I was talking about this gay rapper, uh, you know, giving a lap dance, being... Sorry, we don't have to listen to this part again. I apologize for that. QAnon, uh, sorry, Media Matters wrote about this, and no doubt we know, now we know they have the direct ear, went to YouTube, went to Google, went to Facebook to say that I was a QAnon conspiracy theorist, which is a verifiable lie. How do I know? Well, now you know. Some people are telling me this is their saying. This is actually all part of the plan with Donald Trump. Right? All part of the plan to expose voter fraud. He's going to do this, and then in the end of four years, expose voter fraud. I'm like, well, okay, I don't really think that's part of the plan. Then they go, it's yeah. all part of the plan. January sixth. And then people are saying it's all part of the plan. January twentieth. Joe yeah. Biden's going to be arrested. Look, look, look. If you believe that, you're stupid. When people talk about you know this crazy cabal, Crowder's talking about it after Donald Trump lost the election. Where was he before then? Because uh, QAnon's been around since at least 2017. So where was he condemning QAnon before then? Because the first video that he said of, you know, of him going like, no, that's not what's going on. That was February 2nd of this year. QAnon's been going on for four years. All of Satan. This one's April 5th. The the idiot QAnon people who believe that they're Satanist pedophiles. Like, look, far more pervasive is the Satanism, is the idea of worshiping the flesh, worshiping yourself. You do not set a plan in motion which allows for zero contingencies. We're at a point right now where there's not a whole lot you can do. A lot of these people out there who are, you know, waiting on some plan or some conspiracy, which did a bunch of damage, of course, anyone who actually bought into that. Well, look, guess what? You didn't do anything. Don't let yourself be led astray just like a stupid branding play named Robin Hood, you idiot Bernie bros. (laughs) So what's wonderful about that is that it allows Crowder to like shame the people for following um, a conspiracy theory that, you know, was debunked as soon as Donald Trump had left office. Um, The thing is, though, is that it allows him to scoop them up and be like, I am the truth sayer of right wing thought is that you guys were duped by some fringe thing. Why not come back to where common sense prevails, you know? It has been not, if you watch this show, we, some people got mad. Like, do you really have to go in so hard on QAnon? Yes, I have to go in as <laughs> yeah, hard on QAnon as Lil Nas does on Satan's <laughs> thorned penis. Are you teabagging uh, oh, QAnon? Because that's what that video was. And all you- And again, he only started doing that after QAnon was like completely finished with the fact that Donald Trump was no longer going to be president. QAnon probably would have been a lot stronger had Donald Trump still remained president. But where was he the past four years of QAnon? You said to be clear was that it should have a rating on it. Yes. If ours got a rating. Yes. You didn't say it shouldn't exist. No. You didn't say it shouldn't be on the internet. You just said it should have a That's rating. That's all. I just said that that and Dicker Dildo, which is allowed for children on YouTube, should have a rating. By the way, Dicker Dildo, again, it's always dick. It's just an excuse for dick. <laughs> it's like, is this a box of raisins or me having sex with you? Hmm. It's you having sex with me. I, know. I wonder where this is going. It's almost yeah, a useless game. It's like truth or dare. You always take truth. But I have always... 
always spoken out against the QAnon yeah. conspiracy theorists. I've always said the lie isn't needed when the truth is enough. It doesn't matter, though, to Media Matters because their sole goal is to get all of you removed, even if you tread so lightly and you don't cover any of those third rail topics, they'll find a way to lie anyway. I hate QAnon so much, no joke, I had a conversation with Brendan. I even have a swear jar for any time one of my employees even mentions it. I lost $6 today. <laughs> just that include- I mean, for all we know, he literally could have made that up right now. Like, we have no idea. Your pay. Yes. <laughs> and, and all day. my money. <laughs> but don't worry. We got that ni- non-profit uh, dollar well, bill. As long as it goes to a good non-profit well, profit. Yeah. I.e. your Venmo. Well, and so you, what you just said about Q... That's just the latest way that they can tar and feather you to this organization. Right before that, it was racist, right? So right. everybody who was on the right or conservative was a racist, no matter mm-hmm. what your views were. And so they would go to the media with that and say, oh, well, Stephen Crowder's a racist, yes. right? Then it's like, oh, well, QAnon's like the flavor of the day for people to think is crazy. Right. So yeah, he supports QAnon, even though you know, you've know you obviously come out and that was a full-throated support of QAnon, if I've ever seen one. Almost before. as full-throated as Lil Nas. Hmm. Now, by the way, it shouldn't be surprising. I mean, yeah, the 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 many times that he did, you know, denounce QAnon and call him stupid, but in that specific Media Matters clip that they had, it was it wasn't that he was like necessarily covering up for QAnon, but he did kind of co-opt a little bit of what QAnon believes and he's like, I don't think it's the sex trafficking thing or the sex slaves. I just think it's people who have lost their way from God. So, he didn't, you know, sign up for QAnon, but he did give a little bit of validity to the core piece of their um, beliefs, which is like their opponents are devil worshippers. Rising that they tried to label as Q, and this can happen to any of you. Said Ben Shapiro's a Nazi. I don't know if they said Ben Shapiro's a Nazi, but that's a common thread. I know for a fact that right. they said I was covering for QAnon. They can do that to anybody, and the most powerful people in the world will listen to them. It shouldn't be a surprise, though, considering just how little Media Matters pays attention to actual research for a research-based nonprofit. Here, look. Let's compare our publicly listed references for the banned YouTube COVID for, uh, video, for example. All- Zooming in. Uh... All available at lateralcutter.com and Media Matters, their listed references in fact checking it. Oh, that's right, there isn't one. Oh, wait, I'm. I'm... Oh, that's Dang odd. It. So there's wait. something and then there's nothing? There's something and nothing. Also, uh, the something came out of nothing. That's how the world started. Oh. And there's a lot of <laughs> somethings on that page. Yeah, no, no, there was a whole lot of nothing and then it blew up. That's, right. the, that's the thing. That's true. Yeah. No criticizing Islam. Not at all. Basically. Basically. So some of. What's amazing is that they, like, just don't understand the Big Bang Theory. That's amazing. Our sources, CDC, World Health Organization, Imperial College of London, Johns Hopkins, now known as a neo-Nazi hate group right. because they won't perform the, the bottom surgery right. for children. Joe, yeah, Media so Matters, their sources, Media Matters, Washington Post, Bloomberg, and the YouTube harassment policies, which, by the way, are partially determined by the lies from yeah. Media Matters. I feel like they listed themselves as the source, right? Yeah. We said it because we, that we said it earlier. Like, yeah, but Crowder show does that all the time. Is that like he'll be talking about a news segment and then he'll say you can go to Louder Crowder with like the whole news segment in there. So he'll literally do that. He'll post his own website as a source too. Daily Wire does it all the time. Oh my God. Yes. Source. It's gotta be us. true. Yeah. Actually, they, they feed it to CNN. 
CNN says it, and then they quote CNN as saying it as a source. It's, it's a nice loophole. It's like right now where you say, well, you know what? Um, I, think that, I think that voter identification, which is seen in every single modern industrialized country, uh, and most states, including New Jersey, by the way, where Stacey Abrams praised New Jersey's yeah. voting laws, are sort of more restrictive than Georgia. I think that voter identification uh, is an important step just to ensure that we have secure and fair elections and everyone's votes counts. And they go, oh, well, look, why are you creating this law? There's no evidence that there's ever been voter fraud that anyone, well, uh, without ID, how would you know? Banned! <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah, just asking the question now. You are answer to picnic, sir. <laughs> mm, I found myself in <laughs> Well, look, at least, at least the Major League Baseball guys moved their all-star game out of Georgia to the, the bastion of no voter regulations at all, Denver. <laughs> Yeah. Right. yeah, they actually have more strict laws. So now they can Georgia. go and be giant You're pussies in an entirely other yeah. area of the country. And right. Actually, there was an analysis that came out today that uh, uh, Denver uh, has looser restrictions than Georgia. So uh, when you when they do that kind of stuff, you have to provide evidence. And um, as far as I know, there's been no like stricter voting bill passed in the 21st century that I can remember. I want to hear from you guys out there. Did you, uh, how aware were you of media matters, by the way, how were you aware of them? And I'm going to have a call to action for all of you to take part. If you protect, or if you think that your free speech, if you value your free speech on these new platforms, because it's super important. Um, let's go through some absurd examples of media matters canceling. So this has been going yeah. on for a long time. Alan West, black guy with a wonderful flat top. It's like picture a black guy with a Biff haircut from Back to the Future. Nice. That's Alan West. Was I'm, he think, from, I'm just thinking about was it. Was right he doo up? Who's Alan West? He was a he's a he was a former uh, military. Is he is he is he a congressman? I thought he was a congressman. Yeah. Oh no. Well, I'll shut up. You'll see who he looks like. <laughs> so the Democrat they want to they they actually went after Media Matters, a campaign to get him removed and his pages removed yeah. uh, because he said that the Democrats want to keep black voters. On the plant, on the plantation, mm. right? Why did that one go so quickly? I need that. I, wow, it went by so quick. I can't even find it. Well, I'll shut up. You'll Hold see on. who he looks like. <laughs> I need. I so need the their Democrat, they want to. They they actually went after Media Matters, a campaign to get him removed and his pages removed, yeah. uh, because he said that the Democrats want to keep. Uh, number five, West invokes slavery to bash Democrats and their plantation. West has claimed that Democrats are keeping black voters on a plantation. He also said that the Democratic appetite for ever-increasing redistributionary handouts is, in fact, the most insidious form of slavery remaining in the world today, unquote. And Barack, uh, President Obama would, quote, rather you be his slave, unquote. And this comes from Eight Reasons Alan West is the Perfect News Contributor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah keep black voters on the plant on the plantation mm. right this is a quote the democrat appetite for ever increasing redistributionary handouts is in fact the most insidious form of slavery remaining in Damn the world right. today you may not like and that's a black guy Right. You often yeah. don't remember that we have a black guy here in this office, and I know it's because he just looks really white. That's, That's because true. of odd genetics that didn't get passed down. Look at the picture of his dad in his wallet, which yeah, also is kind on. of weird. I just like my dad. <laughs> they went after Andy No, because this was before the, the yeah the. I don't. I Jesus, you can't throw that in when we're twenty minutes into this video. Andy No is just like a yeah. He's a he's a he's a fascist apologist. 
and he spreads tons of lies and doxes people and ha- his his doxing of people has ended up on like far right groups kill list so Andy No is actually the perfect kind of example of a journalist who needs to face accountability for the things that he says and does. Anti-Asian hate crimes, right? Right. In, in you could still they're, do they're it. Rhetoric, it? For uh, portraying Antifa as left-wing terrorists who pose a threat mm-hmm. to that of right uh, that of right-wing uh, groups, um, they went after Tulsi Gabbard. Right. They went after Tulsi Gabbard for giving right-wing media quote anti-trans content with her bill. To protect girls' sports, which, by the way, is also hilarious. Just compare what the patriarchy did, and I know they're not perfect, but they had anti-spousal abuse laws, right? Birth control, I think you're happy with that. Uh, Tampons were invented by a man. Right to vote, which I know took us a while, but we got around to it. A lot of women didn't want to vote because they didn't want to have to do a mandatory bucket duty, firefighter service, Mm -hmm. the draft, pay taxes. But right to vote, all... And then uh, Title IX, largely passed by men, so women could have sports, despite the fact that nobody wants to watch women's sports because they want to watch the best in sports. Sorry. And now you can. Wonderful. Keeping the misogyny consistent. Thank the LGBTQAAIP <laughs> movement where you have to compete against said men. Deal with this one yourself, ladies. Hope that it was worth being nice. Lou Dobbs. They yeah. tried, they, uh, Media Matters, they uh, went after, um, and uh, they went after Ford, actually, and got them to pull their advertisements from Dobbs' <laughs> program. Dobbs later resigned from CNN in 2000. Yeah, but Lou Dobbs is also like under. I think he has lawsuits against him right now too for like um, the perpetuating the uh, election fraud narrative, um, and I think he got f- let go of Fox News because of that. Um, so Lou Dobbs is actually another. Everyone that he's bringing up that Media Matters is targeted for the narratives that they push. Um, yeah, I'm gonna tell you that they're justified. Yeah, they're they're you know they they haven't pulled or canceled any of these people in recent memory but uh everybody that they're trying to hold their feet to the fire for the uh narratives and stories that they push forward such as tulsi gabbard and her anti-trans stance uh yeah those are all justified and yeah here it is february 6 2021 lou dobbs show is suddenly dropped yeah and it has a lot to do with him being uh sued over his uh conspiracy theories that uh, dominion voting systems were rigged against donald trump 2009 and media matters stated we got him fired well at least the good guys won one don imus people don't realize don imus was one of the first yeah. ones from media matters they allegedly hired 50 people to do research to find anything that he had ever said that was offensive wow. yeah. uh so that they could get him fired which again i don't know how you need 50 people if that's actually <laughs> what happened how you have the budget for it and if you still have said people how you don't list any sources uh, comedians you're a research nonprofit. What can you do here? This is important. You need to understand. None of this would matter if there's nothing else that you remember here. It's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. These people have their ear. Media matters. And it's absurd. It's so silly. The fact that an organization like that can just go out and they don't even ca- don't expect any kind of a retraction from no. Stephen Stephen Crowder carried the water for QAnon. And listen, it's not. They've done this with pretty much every person out there. Yeah. They're only. They will never stop until you lose your sponsors. Demonetize for forever, for indefinitely, I should say. Whatever. We're supported by mugs. Go to loudofcrowder.com/slash/mugclub. Twenty dollars off. Fight like hell. Yeah. Or buy one of the fight like hell shirts. We're going to be selling a whole lot more merch. But YouTube, the big tech, the bottom bottleneck here, this is what's so important, so much is controlled right now. Think about what is controlled and determined in your life that is completely out of your control. Just in the last year, okay? 
your business out of your control, the ability to employ people out of your control, the ability to charge rent if you're a landlord out of your control, the ability to raise your children as you see fit if it flies in the face of modern gender theory out of your control, the ability to speak about the election on, and well, really the, the new town square out of your control, the ability to question COVID policy as it relates to all the other aforementioned items. I literally cannot get into how like, you know, uh, a lot of these things are within your control while other things are not uh based on you know public safety and the safety of others so um and it's always been a part of the right wing thing and it, the, the the perfect analogy is is that they're not willing to wear a mask for their free for, for their rights um and and you know your your safety from a virus be damned so there's 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 a lot of bias going on in here and you know the amount of things that he's naming that I would have to go over as to why you might have to uh sacrifice a bit of your um volition and free will in order for the benefit and bettering of others I I can't I can't go over every single one in, in this amount of time I'm already an hour into this so wow Wow. That are out of your control. That's out of your control. The ability. This, this last piece is going into the fear mongering. To hopefully not have your taxes perhaps close to doubled out of your control. The ability to speak out against the people who are pushing for all of these things to be removed from your control, out of your control, and it's because of an unholy alliance of a very select few people in control and other extremists. When people say extreme, I wouldn't have a problem with fringe extremist leftists if they didn't influence the entire DNC and all of big tech and all of media. Think about They really don't. They really don't. They really don't. All right. I, I, I really shouldn't have to explain how, like, you know, radical leftists have virtually no control in this country whatsoever. But, um... Yeah, it, it should be pretty obvious that they don't. They really don't. There would be a far greater uh, democratic socialist presence if that were true, and more far radical leftists would actually vote. <laughs> oh, About man. this right now. You've got a president who hasn't seen a private office in 49 years. And you have his entire party advocating for more censorship online yeah. and the people who they use for sources at Senate hearings, at committees, at congressional hearings are often taken from an organization that is listed as a nonpartisan 501c3 that is so flagrant in their uh, their issue of lying that, you know, they could read at the next hearing. Oh, Stephen Crowder, QAnon guy. They're going to think I'm the guy with the Viking yeah. helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so what can you do? What can you do? At the very least, let's start putting some things back in our control. Everyone out there watching right now, email YouTube at press at google.com. Email them at Alphabet. So if they're going to think that they have to cut all sponsors from anyone who's even remotely conservative, including basic conservative who talked about not having sex until he was married, like if, if I'll be demonetized, if they ban our content, I'm sorry, you haven't got... You, you want to know how... Uh, ben Shapiro circumvented this is that he includes his and I hate it but he includes advertisements through his show so people can choose to opt in to advertise his show personally so he doesn't really even have to worry about that and he can Crowder could make the same choice here I make the same I, I make the same exact choice I know that as soon as I click that my show is not made for kids and the kind of content that I'm covering I am not going to get monetized at any point whatsoever. That is a conscious decision.
got a shot with your Pepe memes, which also I would say tone down a little bit. So <laughs> press at Google.com. Hopefully maybe YouTube will understand that, oh, you know what? Maybe we should have some folks on our advising committees who represent the other half of the country, who represent the other half of the globe, who aren't, by the way, the... <laughs> <laughs> like again, I've I've brought this up so many times. Oh my god. How how conservatives like exaggerate their position is that, you know, 75 million Americans voted for Donald Trump. 80 million Americans voted for Joe Biden. That's a rough beholden to Oops, the on. Chinese. That's oh Jesus. That's a rough 150 million Americans. Our population sits around 340 million Americans. They are not even half of our population. They are not even half. They are half of our half. No, they're a half of our third. 150 million Americans is a, is, is a third of our, of our entire population. And 75 million of that 150 is half of that. Oh boy, they're always exaggerating their position. So to even think that they're anywhere near half of the globe is <laughs> I get it. I get why this is a comedy show because you're not supposed to take anything he says seriously. That's awesome. Just the other half of the globe who aren't by the way beholden to the Chinese election system like Coca-Cola, right? Coca-Cola yeah. who's invested Ooh. in no problem with the elections over there in China no. with the Communist Party. Like with with the population of China, like that's even better is like how many Chinese people would be considered conservatives when they're obviously, you know, a one-party system. And how many of those stretch across the whole planet? Like this is so dumb. This is so dumb. Conservatives, I hate to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this. You are not that strong. You know, as as far as numbers go, you are not as strong as you think you are. Only here in the United States when we require identification. Yeah. Just send your, send your email, everyone out there, please, to press at google.com <laughs> and let them know that a hyper-partisan, massively funded political hit job organization like Media Matters should never be taken seriously and should not be uh, in any part some of their advice, which is also so opaque. It's hard, right? So they have community guidelines. Yeah. Okay. And that's the beautiful thing is that Crowder doesn't need YouTube to realize that Media Matters shouldn't be taken seriously. He only needs his viewers and the viewers of Ben Shapiro and of Tucker Carlson, of Fox News, of everything that is right wing. He only needs them to think that Media Matters is not to be taken seriously because then any criticism that comes from Media Matters will not be taken seriously and his viewers and listeners will continue thinking uncritically as they consume all of their narratives and rhetoric. That's wow. Just, right. Those are mostly publicly listed. Then they have advertiser guidelines. YouTube, right? Well, no one really knows what those are. Guess who determines it? YouTube. On a whim. YouTube yeah. on a whim. <laughs> then they have borderline guidelines, and none of that has been released as far as who determines That's it. We know the Southern big. Poverty Law Center is involved, and we know from the uh, the leaked memos that Media Matters has a direct line of communication with Google. Well, and that's not even just moving the goalposts. That's letting Lucy hold the football and changing the name of the team whenever Constantly. you want. <laughs> there was a meme about Donald Trump where he was sitting there and it says, they, they hate me. They're coming after me because they hate you, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening they right ban now. That? They're, they're coming after us, right? Louder with Crowder because they hate you. They hate conservatives. <laughs> they hate your opinions. And so if you're a conservative... <laughs> 
in the same way that Matt Gates is being like, they're wanting me because of my strong conservative beliefs. I represent the people. Like, everyone's going to co-opt that at this point. It, that was the genius of Donald Trump, is to be like, they're coming after me because I love you. Like, come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Like, conservative, like, politics serve to the supporters and, like, average working class people. It's a grift. It's a grift. You need their support in order to exist. They don't need you. They don't. Conservative <laughs> out there. We know a lot of other conservatives watch this. They check on us. Uh, when stuff is going wrong, they help us out. Like, I would love to have conservative uh, ideologies, people who are fiscally, supposedly fiscally responsible and um, concerned about big government. But I can't stand all the anti-immigrant, anti-trans, anti-gay um anti anything left you know uh, the anti-social welfare programs there's a lot of other things that are tied to conservatism that ends up dehumanizing and degrading certain uh opportunities of decency for a lot of people and that's why i have a problem with a certain section of conservatism which actually is predominantly all of them in in the right-wing media which like most of them are a little bit further right than a lot of us really acknowledge um i don't think most uh conservatives are ultra nationalists i think they're nationalists but it reaches to a point in this in in most of their thought leaders and commentators that they reach ultra nationalism so um yeah 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 no yeah no <laughs> it's yeah no, nobody nobody hates conservatives. Most of us just don't like a lot of the commentators that you guys think are uh, in the best interest. They, they're certainly not. You've got to kind of come together because if Some they come after, not all of them, more need to, a ton yeah. more need to. If they can come after us and take us down. And I feel like as a socialist, and if other socialists had heard me say that being slightly okay with conservatives, I, I, I'm pro I would probably be shunned from the, the social realm. Um you know there's there's a there's an old saying of like uh cut a liberal in a uh, in a fascist bleeds and that's you know really tied into leftism and conservatives really aren't that far from liberals uh in in most policy regards especially since none, neither of them really want to change the economic system so yeah i i would get a lot of a lot of flack for saying that not all conservatives are bad, but the people who try to convince you into being conservatives are actually bad, like Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, Stephen Crowder, Glenn Beck. All of these people are actually far worse than what the like the average conservative is, I th I think. But the the Overton window for conservatism into authoritarianism is moving so fast. I, I'm genuinely concerned guaranteed they're coming for you yep. next we're the biggest ones we're the first domino you want us first they came for the commentators and i said nothing because i did not commentate then they came for the conservatives like this is the same this is the same thing just rather than they came for the socialists and i said nothing because i'm not a socialist and then they came for the blah 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 it's it's the same thing it's the same exact thing um, but the, like, as far as with the conservative party, this is manufactured dissent. It really is. Because if you look at the Republican party, they still have most, if not close to half of the power in this country.
survive, you have to adapt. Not the voter base, not the population. I'm talking about the government because you look at the the Senate, nearly half of it Republican. You look at the uh, you look at the House, nearly half of it Republican. You look at local governments. You look at uh, who is holding office, Republicans. Now, while the voter base isn't reflected into that in the population, uh, the, the 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 people who hold power are. And uh, that's just because in cities and in states, there are enough conservatives to get them power. So after this, because YouTube will find a way to take you down. YouTube can do whatever it wants. It does really write the, uh, you know, the whole terms of service. It can do whatever it wants. Um, but that's a part of freedom of association. So if you're aware of their biases, whether it's left, right, or the fact that they can change their terms of services at whim, then you have the voluntary choice of not using the platform, which conservatives will never let go of this platform because it gives them access to the most amount of people that they can have. So, uh, yeah, YouTube does pretty much hold all the cards. Um... But, you know, that, that that's also upon us as consumers to find other outlets if we don't like YouTube. Like, if I don't like Facebook, I'm not going to use Facebook. If I don't like, um, uh, you know, uh, the Tyson chicken, I'm not going to eat Tyson chicken. So, you know, there's ways of going around this without bitching about it. And it's always funny, too, because, like, if you get in a conversation with a conservative and you're like, I don't like how, you know, America organizes its economic system, you know, conservatives will be like, well, move to Cuba then. But then if you tell them, well, don't use YouTube, they'll have plenty of arguments as to why they should critique and criticize and pressure uh, YouTube to change rather than just not using it. So I, I think that's pretty funny. I'm not laughing about it because I'm tired from that segment. That was a lot. Um, wow. Wows. And then we get to this trash segment. I watched the whole thing, and I wish I hadn't because it really made me sick to my stomach. Uh, this is probably the most disrespectful thing Crowder has done on his channel as of late in regards to George Floyd. So let's get it. Just like with Epstein, I am going to uh, be a human experiment here because uh, I don't buy it. It's time for me to go outside and live on concrete, neon neck slash shoulder for nine minutes. Uh, okay, Apparently. so for people who, uh, who, what we're going to do here, and again, like uh, Gerald just set up, hopefully Lando gets back from his pee, or otherwise he just doesn't want to be involved with this segment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, I'm out. Look. This is right here because we did this last week where I showed you, you know, as someone who, uh, and a lot of people out there, you can comment if you've been involved with any grappling sports. These aren't uncommon positions, right? Pinning positions. Yeah. Um, we did it in the studio, and people said, well, that was on carpet, and you didn't do it for that long. I don't want to do this, but again, the point is the drugs, the agitation, the actively resisting arrest, mm. the three and a half times the lethal dose of fentanyl matters. I don't expect this to be pleasant, but I think that people need to see what it's like with the closest to, uh, you know, uh, controlled conditions that we can recreate as far as body mass, weight, situation, to see what it actually might be like if someone is not in an agitated, uh, significantly overdosed state. That's the reason for this. So what we would have to go off then is that as I watched the trial today, Derek Chauvin weighs 140 pounds. The gear that he wears weighs 30 to 40 pounds. Uh, the gentleman that he's going to have sit on his neck doesn't look like he has all the gear. 
It looks like he has a police outfit on, but it doesn't look like he has all the gear that police usually are outfitted with. So it's very fascinating here that we're going to go with an experiment to disprove that George Floyd died of asphyxiation when a lot of the factors that went into his death beyond being on drugs are not accounted for. And no camera tricks, no cuts. I believe you'll have me on the whole time. Yeah. I'm going to uh, lay down here. We'll have people restrain. So Toke Allen is... Oh, you got to step uh, back towards the building there. Back You're going out of range. The there you go. Step back towards... Oh, oh is it the go. microphone that's there out of go. range? Right okay. there. All right, so they are weighing the one, one of these fake officers. Yeah. There you go. 193 pounds. And token out, you can see right here is 195 pounds. There you go. All right. So I would say that as that that is actually closer to the weight if I'm going to buy the authenticity of that uh the weight there which I can't read all of it man I wish there was like a zoom in option on YouTube videos cuz I can't see what that symbol is up there but I'm just going to have to go off good faith benefit of the doubt the guy weighs 195 pounds at time of weight pounds over not much two pounds over okay uh and then uh, i don't want to weigh myself right now because after my leg injury but uh, let's go with 230 there you go <laughs> hey so the microphone needs to stay about you need where to weigh you yourself. are it doesn't matter all that much Bre yeah. even brennan is weighing himself it doesn't matter what were you saying there uh, gerald i'm saying the microphone needs to stay roughly where you are right there we get a little needs to stay roughly where i am yeah. okay brennan can you remove the uh remove the uh the, the, the scale, scale here, here. All, right, all right so, so hopefully scale. you'll be able to hear me while i'm on the ground here um, Finnegan, that's not going to make any difference here. It's not going to make any difference. He's trying. Uh, make sure you put the handcuffs on my wrist, uh, not on my... Uh, so, Finnegan, come here and hold this microphone, because I don't think that microphone works. So, we're also going to have to... You know, Crowder put it out as uh, resisting arrest. I would put it as George Floyd's distress, which, you know, his in, in internal reaction to me... Um, I'm not a doctor and I have no right to necessarily say this, but he seemed in like a form of panic attack or uh, an immense amount of anxiety. So uh, Crowder going into this in a very calm, serene state also has to be attributed into the variables of this controlled experiment. Works. All right. Put him on my wrist. It's just okay. a prop, I think. All right. So, so no drugs and also very calm. Can you still hear me? Yes, we can. Yep. Is Dave back yet? No, he is not. No, he's still. I think okay. he's. Uh, I think he's. Avoiding By the way, these are segment. much smaller handcuffs than actual. Put them around my wrist. You're not for him. These are much smaller handcuffs than actual handcuffs. Just so you know. Dave's back. Hey, Dave's back. So <laughs> these handcuffs actually have less room, like a little bit more distance. Okay. Now I'm now getting a little, little bit of echo in my own uh, sound here. Okay, Sorry. we're gonna lay oh, down. I was hoping I'd, I'd be part of this. Uh, all right, here, <laughs> yeah. What? What? Eighty. You okay? Oh, you want me to face this way? Yep. Now, hey, Stephen, have somebody move your earpiece to the other. So now the problem of him facing that way in the place that he's putting his head at is that it's far away from the car exhaust. Now, I'm not 100% sure of whether the car was on when they were uh, having George Floyd on the ground, but George Floyd was right next to the exhaust pipe, which the exhaust pipe was leaking fluids. So I'm going to have to actually assume that the car was on and the pushing of CO2 out from the car may also have contributed a bit from uh, George Floyd's lack of air. He was literally right next to uh, the car's exhaust pipe and the liquid that was on the ground next to George Floyd's face was the liquid coming from the exhaust pipe. So Crowder already not really controlling the variables here. 
other ear because they'll be kneeling right where oh, it's attached you to your to shirt. Okay, move the earpiece to my other ear. Yeah. Well, the point is I can't have it on my stomach. So, well, whatever you need to do, go ahead. Well, let them, let them do their thing. Not break my mic back. There you go. Okay, right. gotcha. Okay. Right. I really have to pee too, so. Uh, do okay. you? So let me know when you guys are ready to start. Right. The I'm ready to. I'm, I'm ready, ready to go when, when you are. are. Yep. He's got uh, a so pee. How do you think George, George Floyd felt? Stop it. So I'm just saying. Well, hold on a second. They're, they don't. They didn't say they started the timer. We're ready when you're ready. And three, two, one. Okay. All right. So timer down. Neil. Neil. Neil on my Neil. neck here, shoulder. Up. Oh, pause the timer. Oh my goodness. Okay. There we go. All right, uh, now I'll roll it back. It's actually more uncomfortable Nine. for me because I have go. a bad shoulder. So um, my left shoulder right now has popped out of the socket. But it's five seconds it. in and you don't like it. Well, no, yeah, of course no, I don't. Of course. Already complained. Hey, you know what? Now watching the video, um, the officer, fake officer, has one knee on his back in between just above his hands, which his hands are right on his lower back. So in the midsection of his back is a right knee, and on his neck is a... Well, not even on his neck. It's actually in between his shoulder blades at the base of his neck um, is his left knee. Now, one thing to highlight here that I noticed, I rewatched George Floyd's um, murder just today, is that Derek Chauvin's uh, left f foot... In, in this same exact example, his left foot is not tucked underneath like his officers here is, which would, uh, I think, relieve some of the pressure going into the back of his back. He could also use it in a way to apply more pressure, but I doubt that's what's going to happen here. But Derek Chauvin's uh, left foot, which was his left knee on George Floyd's neck, was relaxed. It was not actually providing any traction to the ground whatsoever, meaning that he might have had more to lean into. Um, so the, the the foot being tucked uh, is a key difference into the body language and the usage of the leg that is also different from George Floyd's case. So not only is the knee in the wrong place, but also his foot, which the knee is in, is also not the same as Derek Chauvin's. And I can't say necessarily whether the right foot is exactly the same uh, or the right knee is exactly the same, because in the most of the videos, that, that knee is a little bit obfuscated. But from what I remember is that it's around that placement. Um, one thing that we're also missing here is another police officer on Crowder's back. There were two police officers on George Floyd's back, not including uh, Derek Chauvin. We only have one other officer, uh, fake officer, on Crowder's back. Uh, not on his back, actually. Actually, on his legs. So, um, yeah. Sometimes you deserve to be arrested. <laughs> That's true. He's specifically That's meaning you, Dave. No, yeah, yeah, I, I think, uh, my response is agreement. I think, uh, uh, I think they were lower on the legs there, Brendan. Yeah. Yeah. Who's they? Because there was uh, one on his lower back and one on his legs. And they shifted their positions multiple times. Whereas Derek Chauvin didn't really shift positions. He usually used the squad car that was right next to him to readjust his balance. I'm not sure. I think and so the fascinating thing here, too, is, is that they could have played... Uh, and it would have been in poor taste just as much as this segment is in poor taste, but they could have played uh, Chauvin sitting on his neck at the same time that they were doing this, reassuring that they were in the same exact position for the same amount of time.
think they were more like on the hamstring area. Okay. So, all right. There you go. So un uncomfortable position for sure. It's supposed to be a restraint. Stephen, can you talk to us a little bit? Can you breathe? Yeah, just no, fine? I can talk to you. I have I have more of a spasm in my neck because my neck's been sore for a couple of days. Okay. Like I said, what really hurts is my left shoulder just because of a. Uh, uh, a nagging shoulder injury and the fact that Tokenawan put the cuffs on my forearms, not on my wrist. Again, he did that? Yeah, he put them on perpendicular did on to purpose. where my wrist goes as opposed to actually putting them. So he made it needlessly unpleasant. Thanks for that, Tokenawan. <laughs> Is this how he was cuffed then? Do we have I it think, properly? I, I think it was properly. Well, I think what he's saying I think is they cuffed his, wor properly. his is worse. Yeah, <laughs> Stevens I think they cuffed Floyd properly. I think that I have producers, not police officers, cuffing right. me here today. Now now the knee you right now. You do sound strained though, which would have. Oh I God, think, no, breathing. Dave! You know I sound strained. What a surprise! <laughs> <laughs> well, now look, definitely. For well, people watching, I'm not saying is, this is Aiden. pleasant. And then making jokes into the uh, about the position. That's that's great. That's that's in good taste. Yeah. I'm asking, would this kill someone? Right now, and well, we don't know like, yet. It looks like his right knee is on your back more than Chavin's was. I'm not sure if that's exactly where his knee was uh, for Token Allen. I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, do we well, have a, a, a? There's new evidence coming in, so I don't really of his know. low back. Well, I'll, I can pull the, the right? photo back. Yeah. Up. I watched the trials. Um, uh, the sergeant from uh, Los Angeles Police Department, who was brought in as a witness, said that it was on his neck. Not at the base where his knee currently is, the fake officers, but Derek Chauvin's was directly on his neck. Yeah, pull the photo if there are any changes. That I don't want to cover up the, the okay, screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah pull up the one photo that everybody has seen, and that is a still moment of the entire process. Do that. Don't, don't, don't display the actual movements of Derek Chauvin compared to the officer fake officer I keep forgetting but the the fake officer on uh Crowder right now don't compare them in uh in 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 a live manner do it to a still of Derek Chauvin and that will make this more authentic that's fine that's fine yeah good idea I, I was just seeing if somebody Here, could look I could put it in the lower third give me not not on the oh, wait uh, hold on a second why here. am I doing this George Floyd was able to move his head back and forth so yeah hey you know what uh token out let's also because now they're saying it was on the neck and shoulder Let's move the knee to a little more. Uh, it was more. No, no, it wasn't on the shoulder. It was across the shoulder. Wouldn't blade. you have to restart the clock? No, no, no. They, no the point going. is, Keep they it. did both. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. I watched it, and he does not reposition his knee there at all. He does not. He rebalances himself using the squad car to ensure that his knee remains on his neck. He does not reposition it to as far back as Crowder just had his dude do, which is behind his shoulder, shoulder blades. Positions, most the of the on the shoulder gotcha. and back of the yeah. neck. So he would, Chauvin would have to but do just like that as well. He would. See, he's even getting a breath of fresh air right now as he's moving his knee away from his neck and into his shoulder blades. Move to, to reposition My the point is there. your breathing does sound strained, which if somebody is on fentanyl, that could be My, deadly. Yes. Yeah, so this is yeah. a submission. This is yeah, not, not a submission, but this I, is a I, position of restraint. Your driving seems a little swervy, which I think with someone on fentanyl would be worse. Like, duh. I understand your point. Do you believe that if someone's on fentanyl, they shouldn't be restrained? I guess my point is, is if you do think somebody's on a lethal narcotic and you know that this can affect their breathing, they it didn't. may not be the they best They didn't know situation. that. They, they knew he, he was on. He said he didn't take drugs, Dave. Yeah. They knew well, of he course had, he said he didn't. They knew that he Dave, had something what are you, in his but, system. Dave, so what, what is your suggestion? That they should have known that he was on four times the dose of fentanyl? Well, no, And then what, not restrained that. him? What I'm telling you is this. This is unpleasant, it but that's it. It looks unpleasant. 
Yes, but so is prison. <laughs> well, it depends there, on. Well, there's right, a look, lot of unpleasant. Move things. it back to my neck if you get the picture. Whatever you guys think is. <laughs> move it back to my neck. Oh my god, I like the the first time I heard it too. I lost my mind and like Jesus, like George Floyd never had an opportunity to tell the people on his back to readjust. Is this close enough? I just don't. I don't want people to say that I'm not doing it. So no, I, can't... I think I think that's. Oh, I think people are gonna say plenty. Like, yeah, they're. <laughs> I think you're yeah, fine right there. there, right where that knee is. I, right that there. seems to be from this Pretty angle close. the proper position. Yeah, I don't remember. It's really not. If you even look at the video and the picture, like Chauvin's knee is so much deeper in his neck. It's it's right underneath his ear, like th this is on top of his ear. It's barely even on his neck. This is crazy. It's so it's so funny to me that people sincerely are taking this in as Crowder is being this this scientific method genius right now. Remember, if he had his right knee on his low back, is what I'm saying. So that's the thing that I think that's is a the part bit too. That oh, is the right knee. Yeah. yeah, I think that right knee. I, I don't know. Just leave it where it is for now, because if anything, it's worse for you, Stephen, because it's constricting breathing more by having it there. Um, than it would have been on Yeah, no, on this Floyd. is probably worse. If, his, With the if right you're knee, saying that his right knee was on the ground, that would be less weight on Floyd. Right. So, Six okay, minutes to go. My point is, does he feel any straining from you? Does he feel anything that would indicate that you're suffering? I don't At know. All. Hey, token out. Hey, uh, yeah, and by the way, I don't think the guy was on his legs for the whole time either. Right? I don't know. No. no. He, another officer was on his back. We're missing a whole officer here. Why are we pretending like the guy on the legs is important? I don't know. I Wasn't can't he on tell. there for only a portion of the he time? He was only on there for a portion of the time, and then he was holding his legs more with his hands than anything okay. else. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. So how long was that? Uh, just let me. Should we do that? Should we have Brennan do that? Uh, let's wait a couple more minutes to do that. If you're. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. So listen. I mean, this is uncomfortable. Don't worry. This you only have eight minutes, thirty seconds left. So token Allen, let me ask you this. Uh, can you, I mean, what do you, what okay, are you, guys, so you guys doing okay up make there? Make sure he shouldn't be sitting on your calves. <laughs> down no, he's not sorry. sitting oh, on my oh, calves. He's sitting is, on my hamstrings. He's like sitting on his calves. He should uh, be more propped up. Oh, okay, so. He looks like a coked out sure Irish 70s Hold on a second cop. there, Dave. I need to hear what they're Tim, saying. Tim, you, you go out there and if you can and yeah, help him. Gibbon's kind of sitting on his calves. He should be more propped up. Like he should be, uh. Not sitting as much. You should. You shouldn't be sitting on your calves. So as much. yeah, more. So what do you higher? More on your knees or more, more on, on your his feet? Knees. Uh, okay, yeah, more on yeah, your yeah. knees. All right. So more. I weight. think that goes to show, though. By the way, he's sitting. He's trying to be yeah, comfortable. I, like I don't think the cops trying to be comfortable on Floyd, where that means all of his weight's <laughs> going to be shifted to his knee, which is on George. And that's the that's the complete opposite of the reading that I had on Derek Chauvin's uh, body language. Is that he seemed way too comfortable. And way too unconcerned with uh, George Floyd. Like, he, that was like the most nonchalant kneeling on a neck that I have ever seen. I feel like I've only seen one dude kneel on a person's neck, though, so. <laughs> George Floyd's neck. If his, if his, and like, and like again, you can see Crowder, his ear is being smushed in by his left knee. Which means that a lot of some of that weight is being distributed onto his head. If you look at the picture of Chauvin in the video, George Floyd, he is underneath George Floyd's ear, completely on the neck. So again, we're ugh, gross. This is just disgusting. Knee is not on his low back. Definitely higher. Yeah, and that's like, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah it there is. You go. Well, I'll tell you, look, I'm definitely going to have a, uh, the continued spasm in my neck, which won't be fun to take to change my mind tomorrow, but 
Again, I yeah. can move my head right here. He's putting, you're putting all your weight on me there, Tokenon? Yeah. <laughs> it probably feels pretty uncomfortable for Tokenon to be yeah. doing this. To and be, let's go back and forth, move to the other position on my, my shoulder where he spent most of the time we know now. Which just kind of, I don't know, so it wasn't on the shoulder. It was. And then after two minutes, so he barely has him on his actual neck for two minutes, crushing his ear. And then he has him move back to his back again. Which, again, George Floyd had nowhere near the privilege of asking people to readjust their position. Oh, my God. Just, it was a little bit, was, was that shoulder where it was? Blade. I just shoulder don't see this back. as the same move, though. What? Dave, how, how do you see it as so different? Are you saying Put up the photo. The photo, do you think he, all of his weight was on the front of his knee? There? I do think that towards the end, all the weight was on the front of his knee. If the, Yes, look at how he's leaned up. Look at how Tokenau is. What's the difference between what Tokenauen is doing versus the picture? The picture looks to be he's, he's very as much if he's higher. higher. The, See, that's the two officer of us is higher. That. The officer is higher. Okay, absolutely. so Tokenauen just makes your body upright. Yeah, push it higher. Higher, higher. That's he's saying trying to keep your body straight. About up. there, right about yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be too high. A little back. No, not you, Brennan. So Stephen did now, that. So he's, he 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 readjusts himself into a, a taller position, still with his knee on his back, which. Again, not even close to where George Floyd was. And again, too, he's using his legs to prop himself up higher. In this picture, next to Crowder's head is a relaxed left foot on Derek Chauvin. His right foot is the one holding it on the ground in his back, stabilizing his balance while his left knee is in his neck. So, like, if you... you I, I, I'm going to take a screen cap of this. I'm honestly going to take a screen cap of this because this picture itself that they're showing right now is so off. Oh, where is it? Ah, no, it's too far for me to reach. Brennan, let go of my legs and, and just hold it. my feet. Now, so that's what happened. Now, ask Token now if he feels that he's got to put more pressure on his knees. Well, I'll tell you what, it actually is less weight on me from when he got up. Right. I okay. have less weight on me. Probably and again, pushing anyone, up anyone who feet. knows anything about grappling knows that the more upright you are that way. And again, both of his knees are entirely on his back. Not one is on his neck. And so if we could assume that this entire experiment, he did not have a, f a knee on his neck for nine minutes. That was so easy. You actually can't exert downward. You can't exert. It's a diagonal pressure. Yeah. Kind of like when a wrestler shoots. A lot of people say, man, how did that wrestler shoot so quickly for a double leg? Because um, a lot of people think it's just powered by gravity. It's actually not. It's powered by a forward motion diagonal. Three minutes so left. Propelling yourself down to the ground. Right. So if Tokenauen can lean, which he was doing before, he was kind of springing off the balls of his feet and putting more weight on me. There's less weight on me now. But he already went back down, though. Like, that means he was uncomfortable. Are you talking about Tokenauen yes. or Steven? Tokenauen. Yeah, I no, think I don't think Stephen maintains the same position the entire time. I think we have a, a photo and you look deathly uncomfortable right now. I'm very yeah. uncomfortable. Of course, it's not comfortable. Restraint position. I am not going to include in the description George Floyd's murder. You can easily, if you type it into Google, it'll be the first video. I think it says May. the The upload date is May 26, 2020, or May 25th, 2020. I think it's May 26. Um, Derek Chauvin does not reposition his left knee. At all. At all. Not until he is being picked up to go into the stretcher is his knee moved from his neck. So them claiming that he changed his position multiple times, not true. 
And that's why they should have been playing the video side by side because they're just outright lying. The only time that Chauvin goes to fix his position is when he reaches to the squad car to capture his balance on George Floyd's neck. Because like I said, his left foot is not pushing into the ground to relieve any pressure from his neck. It's floating there. It's relaxed. His right is what's holding his 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 balance. So my God, honestly. Positions are not comfortable. I'm not saying that he should be at a bed and breakfast. <laughs> I'm just pointing out what I'm looking at. Well, so here's the thing, right? Can't I just play some side of this? You can play that, right? <laughs> Jeez I just don't understand What's when we point? decided that violent offenders who are resisting arrest are supposed to be entirely comfortable. What I am saying is this is uncomfortable. I don't think... If I demanded to be put on the ground and kicked a cop, this seems like getting off easy and would be entirely appropriate. Look. Two minutes to go. Let's, you know what? Move it back to my neck since people... Move it back to my neck. Oh, God. I, I just... If only George Floyd could say, Hey, man, can you move that knee to the, my lower back so I can breathe out of my neck? And the cop going, Sure. Sure, I will do that for you. Some people still believe that's a thing. We're not in this to hurt you. And again, he is crushing his ear. It is not directly on his neck. Some of his head is taking some of that weight. Beautiful. Not even close. Not even close. You. Well, kind I of. Am. Well. Just because it's Steven. I haven't worked for him that long. Steven doesn't realize there's a lot of people out there right now that hope Tokenawan makes a mistake. Oh, there's like millions. Well, that's true. I think that's a little high up now, right? That's on my head, not my that's neck. That's more Yeah, that is head. high up. Yeah. But see how he's, he's shifting. That's funny that he says that now, because he didn't say that earlier when he was in the same position. Like, would you want to, like, actually strangle the guy who signs your checks? Would you? Well, so, so Tokenawan... Exactly. Cops don't just sit there and maintain the exact same position. They move around seconds. a little bit. He just shifted weight from... <laughs> he says cops don't usually just stand there in the same position, but you can find the video where one does. You can. Um. By the way, my neck... To the back of my head, where even in early UFCs it was illegal to strike, Dave. <laughs> I hope, I hope this is enough for you. Well, I, I don't hard see why it's all on me. You <laughs> know, you're fine. No, I think like, what we're showing here is that look. Some also, too, Crowder has his chin tucked in, which uh, you know doesn't allow all of the knee to reach the neck in the same way that George Floyd's did and you can look at the video george floyd's neck is or his chin is not tucked in it's not uh chauvin's knee his 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 calf had a lot of access to uh george floyd's neck so um again uh we're changing up variables here and uh we're doing dishonest experimenting somebody can do just fine in this position it's uncomfortable but it's not going to kill them right it sucks, now obviously no no what, what I, I i will actually go further than that my, uh, Let's have it directly on his neck for exactly nine minutes and make that case. Let's not shift it back and forth and claim that Chauvin changed those same positions at the same time because it's not true. You know, I do grappling, uh, and, and my father, who's a, a, One minute. a brown belt, it's far more uncomfortable for me to be under side control for him. I would not be able yeah. to maintain that for nine minutes. And by the way, I have been talking this whole time, and in case people wonder, I talk really fast, and uh, I have a, you know, I have a, 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 heart, a heart condition. Yeah. It's a chest condition where my bone grows into my heart. I have to get surgery in July. The point is... Sounds like El or Alf. 
The point is that this is probably more difficult for me than it is for a lot of you out there watching, uh, but I also don't have four times the lethal dose of fentanyl in my system. That's and true. again, I'm just laying seconds. down because this is more comfortable. No, I can- You see how you can even look at this point. He's lifting his head right now, and it is very obvious that his knee is still on his lower, or on his upper back, like right in between the shoulder blades and the base of the neck, and not even on his neck. And he's still gonna be claiming that he can move more than George Floyd. Like, amazing. Just so amazing bullshittery going on right now. I can still get up. I can switch my face. It's more comfortable for me to and lay so my head And so did George down. Floyd, by the way. He did pull his head up and move his head yeah. around. So. so just so you hear me speak, I can speak this way where it sounds <laughs> right. like I'm... He wasn't able to move it that much. And you can see how when he untucks his chin, how much room his neck actually has to move. Like, it was very... It was actually a bad decision for him to do that. At least for anybody who would be looking at this critically and not just looking for uh, more proof that George Floyd deserved to die. Normal, yeah. but it's less comfortable for me to do a neck flex. Well, and I'm also just throwing stuff in there because I'm trying to, you know. Time for you, Dave. You in their third Nine, chair, nice eight, and comfy. Seven, it's very after nice. After having just relieved yourself. Five, oh, five. Four, We're almost there. Three, four, three, two, two, one. One, and now bang. we beat it by two seconds. Happy New Year. All right, Token Island, get off. Go. Get off. Okay, good. There right we go. Now, We're get done. Him up. All right. Get him up. Help there him up. There we go. People have made this Team Floyd and Team Chauvin. Okay, I'm certainly not in either of these teams. Right. I am in Team Truth, and I do think that when you look at... Okay, we have what's on the, the George Floyd side of life. You can tell by how much I had a problem with that experiment that, no, he is not concerned with the truth. Right. Committing crimes, long rap sheet, took a lot of drugs, resisted arrest. Right. Lied about every single thing that he said he lied. And then you have the Chauvin rap sheet, which is uh, put his knee on his neck. Uh, uh, 18 counts of excessive force. Uh, waited for waited too long for the paramedics to arrive. I think when. Nope. You nope. See. And so he talks about George Floyd's history beyond that day. But when it comes to Derek Chauvin's rap sheet and his history, it's just that day. No. 19 years on the police force, 18 counts of excessive force. All closed without discipline, but still. Because at first what you put on that sheet was right away knee on his neck. No. Right away was cruel. No. Said, I'm not going to shoot you. Air-conditioned car. Tried to work with him. Tried to be... Chauvin wasn't the cop who, who showed up with the gun pulled on on George Floyd. He was the first cop to receive the dispatch, but he was not the first cop to arrive on the scene. So let's not pretend that he was the guy trying to get George Floyd into the back of the cop car because he arrived during that, while they were trying to get him in the cop car and George Floyd was having a very hard time doing that and when he requested to go on the ground. He requested to go on the ground at the same time that Derek Chauvin showed up to volunteer himself to hold him on the ground. He was very empathetic, honestly, but up until that point, and I think he got fed up. But then I think the things that remain on Chauvin's side of the ledger, knee on neck, that's, your, that's a problem with the police department. That's a problem with the police department. And that's what the defense has really been trying to prove, is that with the resources that Derek Chauvin had at the time of George Floyd's killing is enough to exonerate him from intent of murder. So um, even though we can try to blame the department's um, 
policies and training, which may have some to do with this because, you know, with that restraint, there's actually no time limit to how long you're supposed to be doing that. You're actually only supposed to do it until the, uh, the suspect stops resisting, which Derek Chauvin went well past. He, he went well past that point. And that's what, you know, the video of George Floyd really shows. And one of the things that I found interesting in today's case is that they had asked if, um, you know, once somebody's in the custody of police, the, 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 the officer who has custody is, is also in their responsibility to take care of the person in their custody, which Derek Chauvin does not show any sign of doing whatsoever. There's a, a position that you're supposed to do after having someone in that restraint form, which is called maximum restraint when you have your knee on their neck. Now, when you're supposed to, after they have uh, stopped resisting, you're supposed to turn them on their side, known as the recovery position. You will notice in the video, Derek Chauvin does not do that at all. They proceed to pick George... George Floyd's limp body off of the concrete and put him on a stretcher. So we can try to blame the training here, but there's also a bit of Derek Chauvin doing wrong. That you have not a problem with him. Well, not get not right away performing CPR with a group, an audience of people with a guy who's trying to get forward, being held back, and someone saying, I'd slap the fuck out of you. A violent, they, they are trained. Oh, oh, they can't do CPR because there's people around? That's the excuse? Okay. To wait for medical professionals until the area is cleared. So I think that when you look at it, when you look at the... And again, I will highlight that you are supposed to move them into a recovery position once they have stopped resisting arrest. And that should have happened immediately when George Floyd was not talking. That like immediately, immediately at that point. And I'm sure there's a point before then that they could have had George Floyd in a in, in, in the recovery position with four officers surrounding him. But they didn't do it. They didn't. And there are mistakes all around that have been made and there need to be improvements. Both uh, for people like Floyd, if there's someone out there, hopefully if you're like a, living a life of George Floyd, that you make some improvements personally. We can't make those improvements systemic. See, and then, of course, the conservative position in any cop killing is that the individual who was killed by a cop should have made better life decisions. ...for you, and then hopefully systemically, some improvements with police training. I would honestly love to hear that case made for Elijah McClain, who was simply walking home. And that's what I've been saying oh, yeah. forever since the beginning of yeah. this is police officers need better training so that they don't have to go to their tool belt and use a weapon. And here you see one of the rare instances where he didn't have to go to his tool belt. He didn't have to use his gun or his taser, which probably wouldn't have worked. Which is the thing that proves against your point. <laughs> like they need better training so that they don't have to go and use their tool belt. But as you can see here, Derek Chauvin didn't go to his tool belt. That that obviously makes your your argument dumb <laughs> like they need better training not to use their gun but they killed a man not using a gun well you see concerned <laughs> the guy was on methamphetamine but instead he used the very limited training that he had and anyone with four amazing years amazing Derek Chauvin having limited training 19 years on the force and he has limited training beautiful of high school wrestling could tell you, well, that won't work. That won't work, and it's a risk that you don't need to take. 
So I think when you're looking at truth, you do have to say that most of our issues with Chauvin in this case lie with the police department. And I don't think you send someone to jail for murder for that. You think I'm wrong. Let me know. I think reasonable. Unfortunately, you can't s send somebody uh, to jail for murder. Like, it's like, oh, my God. Like, then, then we would literally have to look past war crimes. Like, when civilians get bombed, well, there's a problem with military training. When, when, when troops in Fallujah shot innocent civilians, there's a problem in the Army's training. And then so murder is just unaccountable. Like, so, yes, there is a problem with police training. But also, too, even with the police training that Derek Chauvin has received, he didn't use it right. Can you draw that through line there? Can you understand that, Crowder? People can disagree there. I think there is yeah. a reasonable disagreement for some people to have between, look, you got to blame the department. You can't lock this guy away. And involuntary uh, manslaughter in not turning him over early enough. I think that's a reasonable discussion. Yeah. What is not a reasonable discussion is that Chauvin went out looking to kill a black guy. And I agree. I agree. I agree with that at the end there, but he did not argument that case until the very last few seconds there. So that's that's wonderful. That, yeah, that's just this is just great. This is I love that Crowder's back. I this is amazing. But thank the Lord that America's worst news commentary show is back on YouTube. But thank you for joining me on Tox News, where you lost, or at least you joined me to lose 10% of hope in humanity. Um, follow me on Twitter at ToxinPod, T-O-X-N-P-O-D. Uh, I'll include the YouTube channel in, in the description. I don't have video right now. I'm working on it. I want to get back to actually showing the videos and then my resources of what I'm searching for as it's happening. Um, but my current CPU cannot handle that. So I'll get back to that soon. Um and uh, like if you like it, dislike if you don't, rate, comment your hate, uh, subscribe, uh, share it with a boomer or a Steven Crowder fan. Um, and I'll catch you next time when there's more toxic sludge to turn into uh, beautiful critical thinking.